Alright, today... Uh, <laughs> I won't just edit it. Fuck. God, go again. Alright, welcome to the MVG Podcast. Today, um... Well, I'm... Welcome to the MVG podcast. Uh, my name is David. My host here is. Oh, no, you're not the host. You're not. I'm the host. Okay. What? Welcome to the MVG podcast. My name is David. Across from me is Will. Uh, we have a guest today. Her name is Erica. And yes. today we're going to talk about um, Will finished the God of War. So he's going to give us a little bit of breakdown, quick breakdown of, of uh, what he thought based on the pillars um we're gonna take a look at you know some some um some what <laughs> what are we gonna look at <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kind of look at some of the things that we liked from our past um <laughs> just some random subjects today just some of some of the things we've enjoyed in our past i feel like i'm having a little bit of trouble with this intro but that's okay <laughs> you can well, you can do it david you can do it <laughs> well yeah okay we're gonna talk about some stuff so just 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 sit back and relax it's all good it's it's all good do we go to our sponsor now i can't wait for it to go right off the ropes at the very very beginning right (laughs) okay let's just dive right in okay so now you've beat okay so i have four children and Mm -hmm. it took me roughly a month and a half to beat god of war Mm -hmm. you have no children how long did it take you it took me three days well fuck you also your children are an excuse for your lack of ability to (laughs) play video games (laughs) 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 that's what i'm gonna go with um actually the game was really 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 way better than i thought it was gonna be ha um I actually thought that your taste in games was horrible and that your high praises of the game was not worth it. Uh-huh. And um, I was mistaken. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Coming from a, you know, someone that's a megalomaniac, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I'm really stubborn, as we established that's prior it. to the podcast starting. <laughs> um, no, okay, so starting off, like if we want to go by the, the gameplay. Pill- so the Pillars. gameplay freaking ridiculous really addicting really visceral there it, there are certain places where i felt like i just i figured out how to cheese like certain things mm-hmm. like the elementals you just hide behind a pillar and you can literally like kind of throw around the pillar and hit yeah it. and then you don't even have to even pick up the little the, the little things and hit it in the, in the core or whatever like there's a lot of ways to like cheese certain things um uh but even then is it satisfying it was still sad, yeah, because when you jumped on him and you like punched him in the little, in the little heart or whatever, and then you ripped it out and you just kind of like looked at him like, yeah, bitch, and you <laughs> threw it down and you're like, yeah, I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Also, like, it was fun that some of these bosses and some of these monsters, you could not necessarily they had like a like a stealth thing in the game, but mm-hmm. if you just walk past them, they just don't, they don't even, they don't even mess with you. No, oh. I walked past. Um, well, actually, I wanted to go back. Maybe I should play it somewhere. Um, there was a place where I left uh, a, a combination of a traveler and one of those guys. I just walked straight past him, hopped up the thing, went on, did my quest. Um, I never did that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of places where those travelers don't even touch you unless you it come. It just up to doesn't them. seem like something Kratos would do. So I made sure I killed everything. Mm, mm. 
you know, <laughs> learn to control yourself, boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so gameplay was definitely on point. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I think there should there could have been a little bit more variance in, like, the amount of skills that you got. I did kind of feel like it was, like, I might, I might have unlocked all the skills so early. Um, and it could have just been because I was doing all the quests that I felt like there was a point where I thought there would be more. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought because you unlocked all the abilities with the Leviathan Axe, that you'd unlock all the abilities with the um, with the Chaos Blades. Wait, yeah, Chaos Blades. But you can't do that unless you go and do like the crazy side quests yeah, to, yeah, yeah. and all the arena stuff. And I'm like, ah, I'm not really down for all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little much. Um, anyways, also... Uh, PlayStation stalking me, and as soon as I beat the game, they're like, but there's more! Come back! <laughs> so, what do you think of the graphics in this game? The graphics are really consistent. I like the I like the art style. I liked... I mean, I'm a really big fan of Norse mythology, so, like, when they showed uh, Yormagon, and, like, they put him in the epic scale that he was... Who is this? That is the, the giant serpent. Thank you, because I had no clue. Um... <laughs> When they showed him and the giants, like hit the the world snake, the world snake. Sorry, he's uh, curled around the base of Yggdrasil, which is the world tree, which connects all the realms of Midgard. Um. Anyways, actually, so I didn't know anything about Norse mythology, and mm-hmm. after playing this game, like, I'm totally interested. It, North, Nor- Norse mythology definitely seems way more interesting than Greek mythology now. Okay, so Greek mythology is all about gods sleeping with each other and or and humans and like mm-hmm. transforming themselves into humans and sleeping with humans and like making all these demigod babies and everything right whereas north mythology is about giants and gods having sex having sex and betraying each other and killing everybody like there i mean the big thing that's that north mythology is based around is the idea of that Ragnarok will eventually happen and that all of these people want to prevent it from happening, especially Odin, because he knows he's going to die in Ragnarok Yeah. to a point where when these people, when these gods have kids, it's like, okay, what God can we, we hold down to make sure that Ragnarok won't happen? Knowing good and well, it's bound to happen anyways. Anyways. So it's like, it's a whole thing. Oh, so is that what Odin's trying to do? He's trying to kill a bunch of kids. He's trying to effectively, I mean, they kind of say it in the game, he's trying to, He's trying to weed out all the possible ways that he could be either overthrown or that he could maybe try to avoid his death that's already been kind of foreseen. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, effectively, in Ragnarok, all the gods die. And what? it becomes like a, a reign of the new yeah. gods. I've seen the Thor movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's from Norse mythology, but okay. Um, yeah, no, they made Thor a good guy in the Marvel universe, and he's definitely not a good person. Oh, most, I didn't know that. Most gods in Norse mythology aren't really that good of people. I mean, it's hmm. kind of funny that God of War decided to take that route. But there, what happens is you have... You mean the new God of War or the original? The new God of War. Or, or you just mean in general? What? So in Greek mythology, were the gods, were they dickheads too? In Greek mythology, there's a select amount of gods that are dickheads, but majority of what happens is Zeus is supposed to be like a a benevolent character right Mm -hmm. but what he does a lot of dickish things but still he kind of remains to be like kind of like the all-seeing benevolent god um but like the things that he does and the betrayals that he's a part of and the the kids that he has and and like the amount of things that he just does you kind of if you really look at it from a grand scale he's he's a dick but in Norse mythology, majority of people are dicks because there's a lot of killing. 
there's a lot of like I, I guess you can call it classism like you know you guys are a certain race we don't like these types of people we don't like these uh this group of people or the people from this realm what do you mean general. by you people uh giants okay but yeah, no, the, I think that it's funny if you really look at both those mythologies, they really just kind of, they're vehicles for philosophy. So kind of, um, there's a lot of lessons in the, in the stories that are told by them, you know, uh, kind of, uh, like Freya's story with Odin, um, which, uh, it's funny after playing the game, I actually went back and looked at Frigg cause I didn't know Frigg was another name that they, that he gave like Freya to kind of like robber of her her legacy. Mm, okay. Um but so that's that, way, that is so so how close to North mythology does it hold true? Um I think it uses the characters properly, but I don't think it fully tells their stories properly. Okay. So they manipulate the stories to make it more Like a lot or just a little? That's pretty I think it's pretty a, a lot. Okay. Um but yeah, I think Thor is definitely I think he's a dick in the things that he does, but I think he's supposed to actually be a good god. But he is told to kill things, or he's told to like bring like rebellions under under wraps, and, and he just does it. And I think it's kind of like a so he's just a loyal soldier. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, effectively, what Kratos was until he yeah. found out that everybody betrayed the shit out of him, yeah. and then he's like, "Fuck, Fuck all you guys, yeah. you all gonna die," <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So, so, what about innovation in this game? Is there anything like completely new that you know you've never seen in the game? Um, you know, I wouldn't say the innovation was like super strong with the game. I did think that they kind of they took a step back and they said, "Let's try to do something like uh the camera angle." Actually, that seems to be one of the things that was like a drawing point for a lot of people. It, it was, it was really good. Not many people try to stick with like even Last of Us, which uh which Erica was just playing. It's the camera angles right behind you and it follows relatively close to you. Whereas in this one, it's right off of your shoulder and it's a little bit behind. So giving just enough so you can kind of see your surroundings. But then they use like those little red and yellow arrows to kind of tell you when people are attacking you. So that was kind of innovative. Also, for, for reference today, Erica is our guest. She just mm-hmm. she's just observing at the moment. But at the very least, say hi. Hello. Okay, that's all you get to say. That's all you get. The whole podcast. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um. So in terms of innovation, I think maybe the camera angle might have been. I don't know if it would be necessarily innovation as much as kind of taking a risk. So I went from playing God of War and now I'm playing Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm like, oh my God, tree, get the hell out of my way. Because it's always being blocked by the... Or it's blocking the camera. Yeah. Which oh. that game's great, but... So God of War has... You can you rarely get lost in that camera. They did really good. They gave the camera a nice little AI. So even when you came up against walls or you were in between obstacles, it did it. it moved really nicely. And I'm burping. I don't like that. Anyways, it's um, okay. People burp. I think it might just be. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyways, um, on to, to the next one. Where do we go from here? Um, I don't really remember what you meant by genre. Does it fit your likes? That's what it is. You know, actually, I'm not a big fan of hack and slash. So I went into it with kind of like the. The thought it's it's, it's going to be boring. But it's, it's a tactical hack and slash. It's not like... Like, you can't really just keep sm- mashing on the button. No, no, no. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, the common comparison is that it has kind of a, and I hate it, the, the, the Dark Souls, like, strategic difficulty. Ugh. But in saying that, I can get rid of Dark Souls altogether in saying it, it's very strategic in its difficulty. Um, right. They make it to where um, the animations that they use, actually, one of the, that's, an, okay, innovative. One of the things I liked about the way they did innovations is actually if you're in the middle of powering up and attacking and you decide to dodge, it's not that it cuts your animation off. What it does is actually he puts it away and dodges. Like mm-hmm. They integrate animations into other things, which I thought was pretty good because a lot of games tend to be like when you're in the middle of something, they just stop the animation and they put everything away yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that and then you move on to the next thing. But this one, they kind of made it part of like, you need to know that when you're powering this up, it's still going to be like six frames before you get to dodge if you you know decide to cancel in the middle of it so they they really made it um again it's it lends to that strategic difficulty don't power up an attack if you don't see a big enough opening or sometimes i find myself like like kind of like leaning all the way back thinking like oh my gosh am i actually gonna make the attack and then like trying to get in like a strong hit while somebody's actually powering up their hit um yeah that, that was pretty good so i would say in terms of innovation that was actually pretty good and the genre um, like I said, it wasn't something that I'm a huge fan of, but it definitely felt enough. Can I get some keywords for this game? <laughs> <laughs> is um, it roguelike? No, no. There, there is one area that is procedurally generated. Oh yeah, yeah. And I did not finish that area. Niflheim is a piece is, of shit. It's Nif- Niflheim. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed that you remember the names of these places. I remember Midgard. I don't think you go to Midgard, but I think I knew it from the Thor movie. Midgard is, um, you know, where everything is happening. Oh, is that? Oh, that's where the Lake of Nine is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Asgard is where Odin is, and then Jotunheim oh, is Asgard, where you have to go okay. in the end. Wait, is Asgard? Is that in the Thor movies? Does that take place in Asgard? Mm-hmm. Uh, Asgard is effectively like the house or the. the wait a minute. So during house. Ragnarok, do all the realms get destroyed? Um, you know, I would love to speak on that, but I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember completely. Interesting. Okay. I so, do believe there is kind of. I think. I think some realms get destroyed. I don't know if they all get destroyed though. So what did you think of the sound of that game, or in that game? Jesus. Okay. So. I actually found myself commonly turning down the volume because when you get into combat, it's, I felt like it was loud. But then one of the things I realized that this game actually uses the rumble controller more than many games do. And they use it in a way to supplement the sound. So certain things that you would do that felt like it had like a lot of bass in it, it didn't actually give you the bass. Put it in your hands. So you felt it. So sometimes whenever I hit suck or like I like throw somebody and they hit up against a wall or something like that, I would think I was hearing it through the speakers. But what I was actually hear or feel I was actually feeling it in my hands. Um, and I was thinking, of course, because I live upstairs, that the person below me is gonna be like, "Oh, this motherfucker," <laughs> you know. Um, but otherwise, the sound was really good. The music was like really like epic. I like the I like the choirs. I like the I like the string arrangements. It was it was really. Um, he had a lot of scores, so it wasn't anything that yeah. kind of stood alone by itself. And who did the music? Do you remember? Bear McCleary. What? But he, didn't he? He did some movie. Oh, he, he did, did Walking lo- Dead. He did Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he did, he did some other ones. I can't remember completely, but um, he did. Yeah, he's 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 got a a body of work. Um, and it definitely doesn't sound like his other stuff. So it was it was good that I think he kind of probably would. 
looked into what traditional um like Norse music would sound like or music from that area would sound like and then kind of tried to mold it accordingly and still kind of keep like a an epic air to the music but otherwise the music was good the sound was good i definitely um there's a lot of sound effects you had talked about this last week um there's a lot of sound effects that happen to tell you when skills are back and i did feel the same way like did i get attacked what happened yeah yeah, yeah. It, I, I was um, like oh crap like so. when um when atreus's skill would load yeah, up yeah it's always that one yeah it always like was jarring each time yeah so uh hey guest <laughs> so we had uh we had our guest erica so she doesn't she used to play a lot more games but haven't really, like kind of took a hi- hiatus from it so we uh we made her pick from a bunch of different games and the game she picked was the last of us and so i have a few questions for you okay okay so um so what st- what stood out to you about that game um i think i really enjoyed the graphics of the game and the storyline I liked how it kind of built its own plot and the character build up, and yeah, it seemed pretty neat. Uh, what did you think of this, the music, the sound, or anything? Uh, it had good sound effects compared to my last games that I'd played, which had been forever ago. So, so you definitely remember, like, like did it seem like memorable music, or? The music didn't so much stand out as much as the, the storyline. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> so what? What was the hardest part about this game for you? Probably trying to get the the camera angle right. Um, It just seemed like it was really close behind the characters, and I was constantly having to adjust. But then again, that could be my lack of game playing in the past years. (laughs) So you've mostly just played uh, a bunch of 2D games? Like, what other 3D games have you played besides this? I am not even sure on that. (laughs) Well, you said you said you played Goldeneye. Goldeneye, okay, yeah, but, Goldeneye. But I guess that's a that's different. more of because I don't think oh they don't have the the right uh, analog stick for for that. No, because there wasn't the full camera movement. It was just kind of back and forth. So yeah, your reticle always remained in the middle. You just kind of like this, left to right. Sorry. Oh, I'm doing podcasts and I'm actually doing hand motions. <laughs> Anyways, the camera went left to right. I I just realized that uh, if I doctor right now uh i gotta move the microphone back over when i ask your questions yep i was gonna say that but you you still registered pretty well so oh good okay it's fine. so i have a loud voice perfect um it's pretty annoying <laughs> so <laughs> did you cry i didn't cry actually so you have no soul <laughs> that's rude because <laughs> I, t- I totally cried at the beginning of last of us it's fine it's fine i'm sensitive apparently and you were also a little bitch so erica has no soul i and also David's could be a little bitch. i also could be a robot according to Ooh. you from back in the day remember these discussions oh, man you know i've been holding on to that <laughs> so there's many many approved facts that would say that you <laughs> you are a robot i'm sticking with that until you can prove otherwise all right uh yeah you got to elaborate on that one can can you give us a little bit more about why why is a Erica a robot? <laughs> I can't give away too much. The government might be listening. That's true. <laughs> Our lizard overlords might. <laughs> so you think the government's going to be listening to our podcast? Oh, for sure. They're they're definitely interested. <laughs> Sweet. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this government, this government, this podcast is, you know, sponsored by the CIA. Oh, is that what's sponsored by today? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to uh, our hi, sponsor. Hi, personal federal agent. I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so, okay. So there's been a little bit of a break between games, but uh, can you can't tell us about Tell us what games you played that you enjoyed played in the past. Uh, well, if we're talking about the past, this is years and years ago. So that's going back to like Nintendo 64. So that's going to be like GoldenEye, 007, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart 64. It's been a while. <laughs> so we're going old school. You have a lot of classics in, in your, in your repertoire. There's a lot of people who would look at that and go, you play definitely in the golden age of games. Yeah. Um, Though some people might consider now the golden age because of graphics and whatnot. But that was like the age where so many people who never play video games got into them and loved them. That's like, true. I mean, the Mario Kart for 64 was, by and large, probably the best one they've ever made. That was the made. best, yeah. yeah. That was pretty legit. So, okay. So, of those games you played, like, what was the one that was kind of stood out? You're kind of your favorite? Or just, what did you play more than any other game? Well, it depended on the mood, but I would say that I really enjoyed Donkey Kong. That one was probably my favorite just because of all the adventures and the different characters. And I don't know. That one probably sticks out the most. Did you ever play the Donkey Kong game, David? I, I played it, but it gave me motion, motion sickness. It's well, re- hey, if I we never get any motion more proof that you're from... a little bitch, there it is. <sighs> there you go. Fuck you. Boom. And <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it's really weird. So F- I'm just kidding. Though. F-Zero... Uh, I, what was it? Half Life, Portal, and for some reason, this obscure Donkey Kong sixty four would give you motion sickness. Do you Nothing do you else. actually like um, experience like vertigo and stuff like that? Or, uh, well, I'll get I'll start getting all super sweaty and like kind of dizzy and whatnot. Okay. I've never like thrown up or anything. Yeah. Okay. But it's kind of annoying. Well, it seems like a legitimate problem. I'm I'm sorry for making fun of you. Just kidding. I have no good shit. that's okay i don't really care also donkey kong was a really really good game i don't yeah uh, i don't think that game gets enough credit because of banjo kazooie and and um and mario 64 but donkey kong 64 was like a legitimately good game yeah it was all right it was kind of annoying because obviously you couldn't play it so well (laughs) well i played it a while but it was dumb because so you you had five different characters, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like if you're Donkey Kong, you can only get the yellow bananas. Mm-hmm. But then if you're Diddy Kong, you can only get the red bananas. But then you could see the other bananas; they're like ghosted out. But then then you got to go back, and you got to go your other character, go get the other bananas, and go go back. So these opinions are these opinions from now or from then? They are my opinions from now. See, the difference between now and then is when you're a little kid, you want more content to play. You want, you know... And, God, and, I wanted those bananas so bad when right? I was a kid. And you don't think... But you don't think about the back and forth as a kid. It's the reason okay. why a lot of people like Super Metroid, like myself, when I was a kid. But nowadays, I don't like... I know, love Super Metroid. I know. But I don't like backtracking nowadays. But back then, I would play it all day. Because I I could get a lot of play out of it, you know? And I think that's what happened with the Donkey Kong game. Back in the day, you got a lot of play out of it, so you felt like that game was the best. And then any other game that had a start, middle, finish, and then you were done, 
you kind of felt like, nah, that's a shitty game. I can't play this anymore, you know. But if I can go back and and play it different ways and and feel like I'm getting more out of the limited games that my mother had to buy for me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you, it definitely, it holds a, a special place in your heart if you can actually, you know. You don't have to ask your mama for another game the next day because the story was only two hours and there's nothing else to do. You know. See, I was lucky. I was re- we live right next to the video store, mm-hmm. and so like every weekend I got to rent a new game, and then every weekend I rented uh, well, it's Final Fantasy four, but it was Final Fantasy two at the time. Okay. But I rented that every weekend, and I rented it like four weekends in a row, mm-hmm. and then I got really far. But then the fifth weekend I rented it. Someone erased my save file. Oh. <laughs> I was so mad. But yeah. it's fine. I, I, I never I experienced playing it. those on actually consoles. I actually only played them on um, on emulators. Just actually, I lied. I lied. I played the 2D ones on emulators, but I bought the one for 3DS. I actually think the first time I even got a chance to fully play that game was when it came to. DS, I think, when they first made the 3D remake. Um, and I loved it. It's a really great game. Very well. Um, so, so before we had Erica come over, since she hasn't played games in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and we did have her play, play the, the Last of Us, but mm-hmm. after she was done, she said, oh my gosh, I really got to get, get a PS4. And then I showed her God of War, which, again, she's like, yep, I really got to get a PS4. So, what what's really like what brought that out um i just like to go to a different place and playing games is kind of a way of doing that i guess so Uh, so games these days like like do you feel like you're it's do you feel like it's a vastly different experience than from when you're a kid like what you get out of it yeah i mean it's kind of like you're jumping into a storyline and like you're actually in it it's like you're you're living through it and it's yeah okay that works mm. um so well hey that that works that's very that goes right into my next question when you were a kid uh were there any fantasy worlds that you dreamed about living in any of them i mean <laughs> like like a harry potter or dinotopia or uh, i don't know i i guess kitty land kitty land probably kitty land with rainbows i mean that seems about right <laughs> Okay. Will was there? <laughs> was there any like when you were a kid? Did you have any worlds that you fantasized about living in? <laughs> Jeez. Well, let's get stretch started. out, buddy. The the fantasy world I always thought about when I was a kid was actually this. There's a set of books called the Redwall novels, and Narwhal novels. Redwall. Okay. R e d w a l l. So the Narwhal Chronicles. <laughs> anyways so the the unicorn whales of the sea um okay. so the game <laughs> the the story had like was all about these anthropomorphic animals that's the way to say it anyways where and what like, are they oh they're just animals that stand on two legs and they walk and talk like humans got it anyways so it was about these mice right and Mice or meese? Mice. Why would you say meese? I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's like some Looney Tunes thing that it's all like, I'm going to get you meeses the pieces. 
Okay, is that right? Looney Tunes? Yeah, is that Looney Tunes? Right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, so there's all these there's all these mice that, like they they built this like uh, this church which they would call um, they the, 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 the anyways that's Redwall. So okay. they built this church, right? And then like there's just like, the adventures that they go on and the like the tales they tell about the the past and the people who created the thing. And then like there's this big like volcano that the badgers live in. And they, um, there's like the, like a noble race or whatever. And then like, there's a whole story about the long patrol, which is all of these, um, all these, uh, rabbits that kind of, I don't know, they're just part of like a military patrol along just protecting everybody, like a traveling troop of, you know, peoples, whatever. Anyways, it's really hard to explain all of it because there's like, what animal did you fantasize about being? Oh, I definitely wanted to be Martin the warrior. He's the, he's like the person. Martin. Oh, he's a mice. He's a mouse. Okay. Um, he uh he had this this like epic sword or whatever, and then he like fought off a lot of bigger animals like cats and stuff like that. But it was always like the cats are relatively the same size as the people or as the mice because they're How all. How old like, were you? Hmm? <laughs> You're like I was twenty eight. Was last week. <laughs> no, this was when I was um I would say like probably four third fourth grade maybe. Oh, okay. There's, um, I'm, I was a really avid reader back then. It was to a point where I couldn't read a book unless it was like thicker than a couple inches. My, my mom actually got me a collection of books because she like noticed no, that I would go, it was, never mind, go ahead. Wow. Anyways. Um, it got to a point where I would get in trouble for reading because I would stay up until, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning and my mom would be like, Hey, turn your lights off and go to bed. And I'd be like, but mom, but mom, I just want to get one more chapter done. Okay. Carmen. oh my uh my pizza rolls anyways um no that that was like man yeah and the guy that wrote the books passed away like a couple years ago and i'm like i was like man wow this like stuck with you for a really long time oh man it's actually one of the reasons why i started writing um because the stories were so intricate and it definitely influenced how I write too. There's a lot of loss. There's there's no character. It was almost like the 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 like the child's uh, middle uh, what do you call it adolescent kind of Game of Thrones. So people did die. It was actually kind of violent at times. But so it, there's a lot of sex in this book. No, that's why it's a child adolescent version. You said it was a Game of Thrones book. But I also said it was a child adolescent version. In other words, that stuff doesn't happen. It does, because how else would we be here? <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Anyways, but that that's the world. I'm sorry. Okay. I knew it was going to be a, a long explanation, because I really love those books. Well, it's, okay, so one of the first book series I read was the Spellsinger series, and I think I told you. The Narwhal you that. series? Yeah, I read that too. It's really good. Okay. But uh, the Spellsinger series. The so. Narwhal series, okay. <laughs> yeah, I could do it too, jerk face. Well, I mean, it would have been better if you came up with a different something besides what exactly what I said. But anyway, <sighs> <laughs> so the spell is it really dorky. So in this book, the main character, um, John Tom. You did tell me about I this. I did one. tell you okay. about this. <laughs> so for our listeners and for Erica, our guest. So in this book, uh, like there's this wizard in this world with anthropomorphic. Anthro? Anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic animals 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so there's this wizard in this other realm. He's a turtle, and I remember like he had like where his shell was on his stomach, but there were drawers, but they were like magical drawers to get, get anything out of those. And uh, so to okay. fight the main baddies in that in that uh, uh, world, they were trying to get a mechanical engineer from our world Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then he screws up and he gets a custodial engineer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so the you know the little turtle dude's all pissed off that he messed up and everything but then uh it turns out that like this custodial engineer plays guitar and so he finds this magical there's magical guitars in this world <laughs> Hold on. And so How did you through go from that, pronouncing it guitar to guitar. 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 <laughs> well, that's that's just my Midwest accent coming out. So my Midwest accent. <laughs> so, so, uh, so anyway, so he would use this guitar to cast magic. Like I remember, he he sang ACDC's "Listen to Your Money Talk," and then like money fly like come, falls from the sky. And then I'm, I'm his, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Did you sing while you were reading this book? No. I, I just imagine that. No, uh, no oh, me. don't get don't don't get our money taken away. I don't want to. I don't want to pay for copyright stuff, man. Oh yeah, huh? Well, I sampled. It was less than five seconds. It's fine. I don't even think that works. Anymore. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Um, sample is a sample. But then, uh, so his so his traveling companion was mm-hmm. an otter, which was cool because otters my was is one of my favorite animals. Mm-hmm. And but then the otter mm-hmm. was like always trying like he was always trying to get down with like every other species. It, actually, it was it was a fine series, but I remember like I remember uh, later on he decided to make a son of Spellsinger. So what do you think the son of Spellsinger did? Keytar? <laughs> no, is did he rap? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh God. What what did he rap? Did you read it? I don't remember. It was so long. Oh. Hip hop, hibbity hop. I don't know. He summons a rabbit or something. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. I started that series. Yeah, I remember being disappointed when you first told me this story. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, though, when I was a kid. I'm so. sure. Like, there's, there's a lot of things that we appreciated when we were kids, and then if we... Like, if we got the chance to appreciate it as we got older, it may not feel like the same type of appreciation, but it sticks with you. Um, okay. I.e. So nostalgia. Mrs. Guest. <laughs> Is there any, like, books or movies or anything from your kid childhood that really, like, stuck out and is memorable for you? That's a long time ago. I'd have to really think back, but really, The Lion King had the most impact on me as a kid. <laughs> um yeah, that's uh, if we're talking about being a kid. So, <laughs> so when uh, oh crap, I don't remember their names. When um, Darth Vader's voice actor, Mufasa. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so when Mufasa when Mufasa died, Miss Fossa. Like, were you just were you disheveled? I was. It was super traumatic. Went for real? Probably. I was a I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't shed a tear. <laughs> I didn't shed a tear. He told me to be strong, so I said strong. Okay. <laughs> so I was rewatching uh, Land Before Time. I don't know if you have you seen that one. First of all, 
as an adult, this is starting a sentence with, so I was rewatching The Land Before Time. Sorry, I did say, er- oh, well, I said earlier that I have four kids, but that was part of the podcast that you erased. So. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. But that being said, it's not you're rewatching it. My kid was watching Land Before Time. You said you were rewatching it. I rewatched it. I was into it. They didn't even care about it. I was into it. Okay. Well, then, so you're being completely <laughs> honest. Okay. Continue, man. I, I got to hear this now. Well, no. Okay. So there's the level of, like, when you're watching them again, you want to know, like, you know, like, oh, okay, well, what what did I find special about it when I was a kid? And you kind of reanalyze it. You've never done this? No. You know, whatever. Mainly because I don't, the only movie that I rewatched oh, in my childhood right. is Transformers. Just saying. <laughs> Um, in the land before time, the only thing I really remember about that movie is the little, the little, the little green one. She goes, "Yep, yep, yep," because I say "yep" all the time, and that's what I got from. That's you got it from the dinosaur, mm-hmm. from no one else. No one ever else in your life has ever said "yep." It happened when dinosaur. I was really young, okay. and so I'm sure sure other people have said it, but I was when I was literally. I'm sure yep, they yep, yep, have yep. said "yep." <laughs> I know, but the way she said it, and she always yeah, like, yeah. it was always saying. in triplicate. Okay, no, no wonder. Like, well, that's you used to say it, and it's actually what I thought of every time you said it because I think you said it like that all the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on because this is just fantastic stuff. This mm-hmm. is good material. <laughs> wow, Erica comes on as a guest, shakes her head, talks about how terrible this is. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so- <laughs> All right, so uh, so there's a, so I don't know how it was for you guys. So when I was growing up, um, so stuff like this, reading the Spellstinger series, eh, it might still be this way today. But if I like comic books or, um, or if I read comics books, like when I was in high school, and someone found out, like they would talk mad shit. I would get picked on. Mm-hmm. But then you know today's generation, like. You know, they seem way more open. They don't really care. They're like, yeah, superheroes. That's that's awesome. And I, granted, it's in TV, but then like, like my son, like we bought him a Marvel Comics Encyclopedia, and so he knows all these characters. And so like, they'll be talking about it at school, and the kids will like, you know, talk about a certain particular. <coughs> sorry, a particular okay. character. <laughs> <laughs> don't die. And- <laughs> And uh, and then he'll interject and say, oh, that's actually not how it is in the comics. And then they're like, instead of being like, you fucking nerd, they're like, really? Tell us more. I want to hear this intricate story. Yeah, it's it's. You're so... telling me this person's this person's parent? What? Yeah. So <laughs> you guys are like, you know, just like a couple years younger than me. Like, No, I'm you... substantially younger than you because you're an old geezer. For like a couple years. A couple years younger. <laughs> you're an old geezer. And I'm young, strapping individual. <laughs> Oh, then then you got the the the, the tween over here. <laughs> <laughs> the tween. <laughs> so when you okay, so my question is, when you guys were growing up, like, what like, what was dorky? What was considered like the really dorky thing? Like, if I let anyone know about this dorky side of me, I'm gonna get beat up. I'd say in my generational time, it would probably be reading books or reading comics. Comics, like you said, that was a huge nerdy factor and it was kind of like the out crowd but i think that there's now been a huge shift in so-called nerdism to where nowadays it seems like it's it's cool to be into comics or to be into that stuff because maybe um the new i don't know maybe the change in technology and the way that 
things are changing around us. I'm not sure. I mean, that makes perfect sense. And actually, it really was kind of the same way for me. The only thing is, I always felt... It's so weird. I mean, it has to be like such a new thing. Well, there, I guess... It really depends on where you where you were in relation to that crowd. Cause me, I was buried deep in that crowd. <laughs> I was the I was a kid starting in like when I you know when I went to elementary school. I was, you know, I was wearing my nerdy backpack and I was wearing uh, or I was you know, if I could get a comic book, I was bringing that to school. If I had an action figure, it was in my backpack. You know, um, when Pokemon be- cards became a thing, I had Pokemon cards. I was trading Pokemon cards. I was playing Pokemon cards. Yeah, everyone played Pokemon apparently. Right. Like, yeah. even the people that, like, they're like, Pokemon's stupid. They're like, but um, I love Pikachu. But in, like, what I said earlier about reading, I was, um, there was a thing that we had in my elementary school called uh, Accelerated Reader. And what you would do is you'd read books, you take a test, you get points. Erica just pointed herself and, as well. And you can use <laughs> those points for things in the school. Um, and it got to a point where I was second in my school, only to my next door neighbor. And because I just read a lot. I mean, I only read you know thick ass books they're just the best ones um except for i could never read the hobbit or the lord of the rings books hobbit that, was easy the it was old, lord of the rings books that are hard their old english and the lord of the rings mm. books was ridiculous i actually okay never hobbits were more like I a did. like closer to the harry potter or something yeah um but yeah no i was i was like deep into it to a point where i think i was called a teacher's pet at one time because i just read a lot and then like, I was always, like, friends with my teachers because my teachers were like, oh, he has a lot of potential, blah, blah, blah. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm smart as hell. Um, <laughs> um No, it's always, like, it was always, like, a, I didn't think anything different of it. I don't think I really ever had, because my parents, my dad is a nerd himself. Yeah. Uh, he follows a lot of, he follows the Hulk comic books, and he's always been into, like, those properties, and he was the one who got us into it. So it always felt natural for me to be that way. And if anybody felt, thought otherwise, I thought they were weird because they didn't like this stuff or they weren't, they didn't play Super Nintendo or, you know, or they didn't have a Game Gear. And like, what? You, you haven't been, you haven't beaten Sonic 2 yet? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? What do you do with your life? You know? <laughs> and so I, I felt like I grew, like I said, I grew up deep in that crowd. Yeah. So it's, I didn't really get that perspective from the outside, like as to what was considered the bad stuff or what was considered the darky stuff. Cause I, I thought it was normal for me. Um, and then I also, as I went into high school is when the things started to turn for the nerds and when it became part of like the, like the popular culture that when people found out that you knew about these things, they wanted to know about these mm-hmm. things. Cause then they found out, Oh, they're not just what the nerds like, Oh, there's crazy stories in there. Or like people find out about all the graphic novels and how they can actually be, I don't know, cool quote unquote yeah um and they're not just you know fantastical stories there's there's dark grim stories that a lot of people can relate to and and they tell they you know they tell these these real stories that a lot of people are like oh that's only in like a, a hardcore rated r movie or whatever and they get to read those in the comic books and they're like wow this is this is way better than i thought it would be and like I said, I grew do up. In, I grew up in a really good time. Do you have Do you have any of the friends where like sorry, you're talking about hard rated R movies or mm-hmm. something? <laughs> do you have any of the Do you have any friends that are like, you're like, they'll you'll talk about a movie and they're like, oh yeah, there was boobs in that movie, and they like can recall exactly when it happened. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel like a lot of people might be that way, but they, so they just, funny. there's certain friends that will friends say like that, that out loud. Yeah, yeah. I don't have friends that say it out loud. <laughs> okay. But okay. I do, I do, I do feel like sometimes I'll go to f- movies with friends and we'll kind of be like, and then just kind of leave it at that. Sorry. That was me turning to the side, giving them a head nod. And we just kind of, <laughs> we, keep, we keep, keep on moving about our day. I mean, I think some, sometimes it, it is what it is, but I don't typically watch. There's not a lot of rated R movies that like really. Yeah. He'll, mm. he'll still like. He'll still be like, oh, I wonder if there's boobs in this movie. Oh, I'll watch it now. Which is just weird to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so one of the things that I had a co- conversation with my mom about was when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's because my Sorry, mom... This, this conversation came out of nowhere. Sorry, Erica. Yeah, <laughs> well, my mom watches a lot of the same TV series that I watch. Like, she actually likes the high fantasy stuff. And mm. she likes, like, uh, she likes the drama and things like that. Um, and so, like, I'll recommend series to her. And sometimes I'll have to, like, give her the 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 you know the preamble and say hey there's probably gonna be some boobs here there's gonna be this here this might be a little little risque and she'll okay whatever and sometimes <laughs> but sometimes she dicks. just won't it's do cool it. right <laughs> do you say that um well because i my mom watched game of thrones <laughs> right, and right the thing is I there gave are her, dicks in that movie there show. are dicks in game of thrones but for her i was like you know it may not be your cup of tea because it's it's really dominant in the first season if you mm-hmm. can power through that then you'll be pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. And it doesn't appear as much further on down like the line. Like any HBO show. And it took her forever to even get started. And once she got started, she was good. My dad, on the other hand, he's just like, yeah, I'm good. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes he'll watch it. Most of the time, he'll just be like, whatever. I don't need that. Yeah. Um. And then, like, uh, like Altered Carbon, I thought there was, like, a lot of unnecessary boobage in that. But I, I still didn't finish that one yet. Yeah. I, the first episode. I told them about really that, and they were like... Hmm. And then they both watched it, and they were like, "It was pretty good." And then they're like, "I see the parts; they were kind of justified." I guess they can get, they can get away with that. I think most of the time it's just you know you look at it and like, is it necessary, or are you just putting it there just to put it there? Because you have the MA rating. I'm you sure know? you've seen the SNL thing with um, Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll, well, I'll share it with you later. Okay. Um. So, so are you, Erica? Are you watching any shows right now that have boobs in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, they can have boobs. I mean, but they don't have to have boobs in it. But do you, is there any shows you're watching right now, or just recently watched? Um, I watched Orange Is the New Black not too long ago, and uh, been watching a little bit of Paradise PD. It's completely inappropriate. That show is so weird. I got through the first episode, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch more of that. Can Can you confirm for our audience it, it, whether or not there's boobs in those on those shows? Not really, no. That's a, that's like a cartoon show. But I mean, Orange is the New Black might have some some boobage in it. I there was boobage really... in like the first season, yeah. and then I feel like they have to fill a boob quota. So sometimes yeah. they just kind of put them in the background, and they're like, <laughs> "We'll just put some we'll just put some titties in the back here. It'll be alright." <laughs> um, I've also been watching a little bit of Community. I'm a little bit behind on my show watching as well, but I've only I've only seen a couple of episodes. Community's so the show. I need yeah. to get back into that. But... So do you know who Donald Lover is? Yes. Maybe. Childish Gambino. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's in well, the show. Yeah, he's yeah, in the yeah, show. Okay, yeah. yeah. He looks so different. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Was, he, for the for like the first few seasons, then all of a sudden he's like. Then you he's know, yeah. he. You can tell he's already moving into like wanting to move away from the show. Yeah. yeah. And then he just just dips on the show, anyways. Oh yeah. Okay, I forgot. Yeah. I see. I, I there was a lot of contract off. issues. I think when it when once you get into the first of seasons of that, so it, the cast gets kind of jumbled up. But yeah, it's a it's a really good show. It's a really good show. 
Parks so and, that Parks and Rec and The Office. Mm-hmm. So now that you watch, so did you just watch the whole series, or did you just watch the newest season? Which show are you talking about? Orange, Orange is the New Black. Oh, um, it's just the current season that I'm finishing up. I think it's it's pretty good. Um, it's a different type of show, but I I like it. It has different. So, okay. So what what makes it different? Well, I mean, there's not many shows that are gonna show you the inside of a woman's prison or how that daily interactions take place. I don't know. Yeah, so <coughs> I'm not. I haven't watched the newest season. Um, because I think they're going to like the max security, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I watch everything up to it, and yeah, it's kind of one of those things where they they started off kind of being like a like a weird drama comedy combination yeah, yeah. and like slowly but surely that show has got darker and it did. darker it did oh get pretty goodness. dark yeah but it's like a really yes i think so i think and so also yeah. i, I really loved weeds i didn't i didn't get into that so weeds has the structure where sorry weeds had the structure where it's just deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole each each season so i'm, I'm taking it orange is the new black is basically the same thing they do kind of have an escalation problem, I think, because it does seem like every season has to like make the problem worse. But also, it does seem like they have a grand narrative that they're still trying to get through. So there's like a beginning, middle, and end. But it does seem like every season has to be stronger than the last one. So the the conflict has always been more. But I do feel like the last couple seasons have been very drawn out in that like the episodes yeah. don't cover as much ground and like not days don't pass it's like hours pass you know yeah. so uh <laughs> this brings us back to what we were originally talking about that got erased because mm-hmm. we were talking about the new predator movie and and uh first of all can you like not highlight my flaws <laughs> and like that i messed up jeez man <laughs> gosh i will not refrain from this so no <laughs> so so we we're talking about earlier how uh that you missed out on audience uh <laughs> keep on going man keep on going <laughs> so we're talking about the new predator and how like hollywood's just in this they have to make everything right. bigger badder you know like the original predator was fine it was intimidating opponent but then Actually, even the even the next one kind of you know like they just switched up the story. This is it was just predator in the jungle, predator in the city, in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, uh, the city because it's the jungle, the the concrete jungle. Yeah, come on, <laughs> give this to me. <laughs> it's yours. You okay. own it. <laughs> um, but but it just it just changed the story. It just changed the setting. It didn't need predator didn't need to be a bigger or badder but now there's you know they show it from the trailer and they got this ultimate predator throwing this regular predator on a car and what do we do now what do we do now i don't know i think we go into a different subject okay (laughs) (laughs) so erica uh if you so getting back to comic books if you could have any superpower what would it be Oh, geez. I would probably have to go with time travel or maybe like some sort of a healing power. That would probably be mine. So why time travel? Just so that you can go back in time if you want to experience things. Maybe not differently or just again, I'm not really sure. Or go into the future. I don't know. Okay, so would you want to go... 
So would you want to go into just your own lifetime or would you like, is it something where you'd want to go way back in time? Like you want to, you want to meet some cat dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that fully registered on the microphone, but the giggles she let out when she heard cat dinosaurs <laughs> was great. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be really cool if there were cat dinosaurs. I guess I would have to go back and explore that. So what? What would? Okay. <laughs> I want to explore was. that. <laughs> well, there were saber toothed tigers. Oh, that's know. true. That's Ooh, not, that's they're not, not necessarily dinosaurs. The they're prehistoric Is that the Paleolithic? Yeah. No, you, you missed me on the dinosaur stuff. I don't. Okay, I don't, okay. I'll be knowing all this stuff. <laughs> No, but like, is I mean, I've is, seen Jurassic Park. That's about all. <laughs> <laughs> is there like an is there like a particular era that you find more interesting than any other in in history? Um, not one that stands out, but it would be cool to go back and in time and just see what happened. Well, you okay? All right, I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, or you could just dig this hole deeper and deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought it was a good subject. Maybe it wasn't it a is, subject because I have good, nothing. Because I'm like, oh, be, you know, I I can get it. But what uh, about you? Yeah. Since you asked him the question, what, what? Yeah, what about you guys? Well, um, I would really like to go towards um, medieval times because knights and stuff are really cool. Um, <laughs> oh, we're still doing this podcast. <laughs> I guess that okay. Well, I guess this is very skippable area <laughs> no no did you well uh, it's it's not you, it, like why honestly you it's, go to medieval times because i'm a dork <laughs> knights are cool okay but is did you want time travel as well as your power uh yeah for me it was just it was kind of like it, it was really funny that you said uh time travel or um healing because that's exactly what i mean that's exactly what i would pick i would pick the ability to freeze i would just thought freeze time okay. um but then i guess you, I'm taking that along with it because I would like to, you know, if I do freeze time, I would like to go back a little bit. So, um, and then, well, obviously healing because I don't really care about flying. It would be convenient. Maybe teleporting would be, you know, convenient. It's Mm -hmm. mostly a convenience thing. But I think time travel and healing, that's probably like the big two. You got it. What about you? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me? Um... I think I would go with a superhuman song. Yes. <laughs> superhuman ability to sing. Um, no. <laughs> superhuman ability to sing. <laughs> um, I would actually want to have like. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh about the superhuman singing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd actually want to have the, like the ability to like retain everything in terms of knowledge and stuff. So, the or like the like the ability to acquire knowledge, I guess. Mm-hmm. So okay. that way, technically, I could have all of these abilities because I would know how to emulate them. So you admire um, characters like Megamind? Yes, mainly because of his color of his skin. <laughs> Is it purple? Yes. Okay. I didn't really matter. I, I don't remember. I got it right. Yay. And he, and he just has a big head. And yeah. I'm like, I want my brains to be that big. Isn't there, isn't there a comic book character, like a whole comic book character where like he just has oh. a huge brain or something like that? Mardog? No. Different one. 
That's a different one. That's the one that's a, just a big giant head. And yeah, that's what, okay, that's what that's Mardok. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, Mardok. Aren't, aren't the Mardok Mardoks Morlocks? Okay, I'm thinking of the time machine. Yeah. Okay. Morlocks are the guys that are like in the future. And Did like, you like the time machine? Yes. You know what book I'm reading right now? I'm reading a book by Michael Crichton called Timeline. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Why? Because it's about time travel, but it's about like quantum physics time travel not necessarily just the and then you're in the future and then you're in the past that's actually like he fully explained. is there a quantum realm yeah they kind of explain it that way oh, um but actually they explain the way they're able to travel uh due to quantum foam it's like a like a state like a state of an of like electrons or whatever and like there's like 32 quantum states of electron or quantum particles so are they over explaining it no it's like it's really good i actually like when when a lot of books do this because what they do is they try to mix like the real facts with like (laughs) and they have to fill in the gaps with you know whatever like fake book or you know fantasy facts so that way they can they can still get the subject but then people who may actually be physicists would enjoy it because it's kind of allows even a physicist to fantasize about the science of the things that they do you know you think and, that's and what it, they fantasize about? I'm pretty sure most physicists that do the research into like quantum that's mechanics probably, true. probably okay. fantasize about those things. Like, I can't. What if? What if I discover that this dark matter leads to this, and then it proves this string theory, and I'm able to do this, and then I can bend the quantum realm, and we can actually do this and this? But yeah, it's really cool. Okay, way you're to do. right. They probably do fantasize about yeah. that. Yeah. But it's really. I mean, why, now I am. So right, and that's why I, I want infinite knowledge, because I mean, shoot. How can you imagine that? Like being able to like study up on these things and be able to actually prove certain things that people have been trying for hundreds of years to be able to put together, but because they only have a perspective yay wide, and if you had all of the knowledge, your perspective would be three sixty. But there's no more mysteries in life after that. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it'd be like it probably lead to depression and whatnot. Yeah, you'd but, just be like, you know, they everybody come to you for all this information, and you're like. But here's the thing. I still have to acquire the knowledge. I just have the ability to, to like, recollect everything. Whereas right now, technically, most human beings keep all the knowledge in their head. But the process to remember certain things that happened to your life is hard because of the way the brain stores memories. So if you had, like, infinite knowledge, you could be able to pick apart all of that stuff. So, so you'd be able to remember What secondary everything. power would you like to have? Um, probably control of gravity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's actually a character in Marvel. That's his whole power. Who? Uh, gravity man. Please don't tell me his freaking name is Gravity Man. <laughs> I, I I mean I couldn't put it past him. Like I I, I feel like that kind of thing has happened before. All right. Let me, uh, well, just but, that's okay. Uh, Alex Power? The Blob. The Blob can. Well, that's interesting. Graviton. That's it. Bam. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) His name is Graviton. Did you know that Graviton is actually the proposed name of the particle that that would that can explain the idea of gravity? Because there isn't there's like actually studies like trying to figure out how gravity works if gravity and trying like, to trying <laughs> trying to figure it out um 
but yeah so like you have like you have your protons you have your electrons you have your quarks and um so once you get past protons and electrons i'm just like i don't know what that is it's it's really i don't have the ability to retain infinite knowledge so i i'm really close to it (laughs) um I I really no I really find a lot of that stuff intriguing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever like fully study it. I don't think I would ever go to school. How did for I, it. I already forget what your second super, second superpower would be? Gravity. Oh, gravity. Okay. Because you brought up graviton. Okay, graviton. And then I mentioned the particles again, and I went and took it back away. So this is, this is actually like not. This is like this is like a daymare. You ever think about like what would happen if all of a sudden there was no gravity? You ever like driving along and you're like, man, that would really suck. If there's no gravity. Do you not have any other things to think about? I mean, maybe not, but I did think <laughs> about it. I'm like, man, I would just be driving along, and then like my car would start falling. That would suck. Drive faster. But you couldn't, because gravity also helps with <laughs> friction. Friction is what keeps you moving forward. <laughs> maybe if it was a flying car. Ooh, that's a scenario. When when is there gonna be flying cars? Probably next year. When can you invent this for us? Uh, I would say next year. Okay, next year. Just the... All right. Shouldn't all right. take much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll yeah, hear from our sponsor now. I don't know if he hit the pause button. Poprindo. <laughs> And we're back. David's lame. <laughs> and thank you to our sponsor. Our sponsor this week was that trailer where Nightwing says, fuck Batman. I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just looking during our break. So apparently they have Robin in this Titans show as well. Mm-hmm. So they have Nightwing and Robin. The well, same person. So I wonder if he, you know, Robin comes up to him and then he's like, fuck Batman. So they're doing two different Robins? Mm-hmm. In- Jason Todd and uh, Dick. Of course they're going to use Jason Todd. You know why they have to use Jason Todd. Cause because then he can get brutally murdered. Oh, is it? Oh, Jason Todd's the one that gets killed? By the Joker. Uh, spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. Is it spoilers? Spoilers? That's an old ass story. It's like it created a whole nother superhero. Erica didn't know about it. Yeah, but it's kind of like there's like the statue of limitations for spoiling comic books, and like that's yeah, old as hell. That's true. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, Jason Todd gets murdered by the Joker brutally. And then he gets thrown in the Lazarus pit, which brings him back to life. And he has mental issues, and he's mad angry. Mad angry? Really angry. At, <laughs> mad at Batman. Angry. And, and he doesn't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And damn that's angry that's hella angry right um and he uh he doesn't like he doesn't like batman and his like the way he did things because and he, he says, wasn't able to batman. save him yeah because he, he wasn't able to save him and everything and then he dons a new costume as the red hood and he's more like a like a wait he's the red hood jason todd oh yeah and he fights crime as more or less a vigilante and he uses guns as opposed to Batman, who says he doesn't use guns, but we know he does. He tripping. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, so Jason Todd kind of does, he almost kind of does the Nightwing thing, except for Nightwing still kind of Wait, so Nightwing's to, different than Red, oh my gosh. Nightwing is Dick Grayson. Uh, okay. 
There's there's four Robins. I don't remember the last one. So there's Dick Grayson, which is the isn't first there, one. There's a female one now, isn't there? Um, no, that was the. There's a female one in the Dark Knight Returns, okay. and that one is just some chick. Um, I don't remember her name. Um, so yeah, you have Jason yeah, Dick Todd, Dick Grayson, and Jason Todd. So I did not know Dick. Grayson. And then you have Batman's kid. So why is kid. Dick Grayson all pissed yeah, off at Damien, at which Batman. is Batman's kid? Huh? Yeah. So why is Dick Grayson all pissed off at Batman? Oh, Dick Grayson just outgrew outgrew Batman, and I think that. There but then, was, why does he say fuck Batman? Um, there. I think, like I said, the, he outgrew him, and I think there. I think there's actually, like a like a one, not even a one off, like a, a series of events that occurred that just kind of saying that like Batman was too um, overbearing, I guess, on the way he did things, and he never like let robin become his own person or whatever like he just always wanted to keep him as a sidekick and it kind of got to a point where nightwing was like but i'm gonna i'm gonna head out on my own and he went and he's now like the vigilante person for bloodhaven which is another city that he watches over so what do you think of this titans trailer i was never a fan of it when it first came out um but I kind of so feel bad. like well DC is like it's just right lately it, everything they've been doing is very like roided out angsty teenagers like I feel like that's like their whole that's who they're writing him for that's who they're directing him for it's just like we want everybody that comes to watch our movie to be like super brolic and we or having like issues with their parents I mean CW but, they're a little bit more like cw um so it's more like teen drama and whatnot um so they're a little bit more light-hearted less but even, angsty less angsty but even then they still kind of get into that if you ever watch the arrow it's very angsty yeah that gets really dramatic and yeah. the flash is the flash is kind it's like of a, it's like a nice blend yeah but then all the other properties have been just we need to we're like hardcore we listen to to to, to, to the screamo um like you know, headbanger music. Mm. Um, Wait, have you? I don't. I keep on forgetting. Have you? Did you watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, and I liked it. It was okay. campy as hell. I love it. It was lovely. Some of the first seasons okay, but the other two seasons, it's it was, just it's so much more funny than the other. It was ones. a nice change of tone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Erica, did you ever get a chance to watch any of those shows? Okay. Well, the arrows behind you. There's one. Oh, okay. um, it, it's all right. It's not. I don't even know if Eric would like those. Like it, you probably wouldn't. I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I only watched them for an extended period of time because Word I works. thought they would get better. Ah, uh, I watch them because I love them. Um, Flash, I watch. <laughs> that's that's adorable. Um, the Flash, I watched because I liked it at first, and then I haven't even watched the last two seasons because Ar- I was Arrow's, just like... Arrow's oh. like kind of like a commitment because I've just been watching oh, it for so Jesus. long. But then Flash, I get excited to watch Flash. Supergirl is definitely a commitment. Oh my gosh. That show is really boring. Well, because I've already been watching it. It's part of the crossovers, so I feel like obligated to watch that one too just so I know what's Sometimes, going on. Sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, That's the same thing that happened with Smallville. I watched it for the main character. So. Did, did you watch Smallville? No Smallville. Okay. I didn't watch Smallville either. My parents were actually religious watchers of Smallville, and they, they said it was really good. They liked the character development. And I think, as with many of the shows that outlived their, their welcome, um, it, it stayed maybe one season too long. It <laughs> it uh, 
it had a really good concept like the initial concept and everything was really good but yeah. it was old school cw show so for sure really bad drama um all right so so since we're talking about comic book characters mm-hmm. um do you will who is your favorite comic book character oh man this is what we like to call a pregnant silence a pregnant <laughs> so no, what will did like... is he sucked in his air blew out his <laughs> cheeks <laughs> apparently that is a pregnant no actually silence. that's actually a thing that happens in in, in movies so you have this silence a right pregnant before you... silence yeah it's actually called that look at what yeah so what happens is oh, the geez. silence itself actually lends to the statement or the actions afterwards and so the silence actually bore the actions like it gave birth to the actions the silence was necessary necessary in order to to make the make the 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 following actions more prominent or more defined that's weird i am an endless well of weird knowledge yes um, okay, Mr. Weird. <laughs> is that your favorite superhero? Mr. Is that actually a <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I'm sure it guy. is. There's a superhero um, for everything. Now, are we talking comic book superheroes or just superheroes in general? Sure. You said sure, which you didn't answer my question at all. <laughs> <laughs> huh, that's so weird. It's almost like when you do that. Anyway. No, uh, when I do that, I just tell you. Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, comic book characters. Comic book characters. Um, shoot. Do they have to be heroes? Or can they be villains? No, I can be a villain. I'm pretty sure. Like, they can't well, be a villain. <sighs> See? I, <you laughs> okay. Anyway. So, when I typed in Mr. Weird comic character, it just came up with Doctor Strange. Okay. Probably because people are like, was that, was that Dr. Weird? Dr. Weird? Mr. Weird? How is Dr. Strange? Um, okay, so I actually would say growing up, one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character, was Batman. Um, I think I liked the fact that he had no superpowers was probably the most relatable thing about him. And then he was really smart, which is something I aspired to be. Okay. It, it, a, a lot of it really leads back <laughs> well, to like... Since I know you, like, as soon as you said that, or before you even said it, I was going to be like, and he's this really smart detective. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if it came, if I had to, like, consider villains, then it would probably be Carnage. I actually like that. Um, you know, most villains. Sociopath? Have, yeah. I actually like that. Um, most villains, they actually establish, like, they have to have a backstory. They have to have right. motivation and things like that. And he's one of the oh, few. Oh, he's got motivation. Well, I mean, he's one of the few villains that don't really necessarily have a concrete motivation he's literally just crazy and he enjoys killing he he enjoys causing you know uh so so give erica a little bit of a background on carnage like what what's kind of what, what's his origin um effectively carnage is one of the symbionts um so what happened is when venom came to earth um i believe he came on a spacecraft i could be mistaken and uh, he was so a actually symbiont. in the comics what happened is uh, Spider-Man goes into his a space adventure and he brings back, he finds the symbiotic suit uh, on his adventure and he brings it back with him and he ends up with more powers than um, he had before. Thank you for that really precise explanation. <laughs> um, but it was because, it did come from space. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, okay. I'm just, come on, just give me, 
<laughs> uh, I don't know if that was. I think that I'm pretty sure that's 100 percent correct. But I will 100 percent it right now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, anyway, so it came from space. Um, and it the first host it actually chose was Spider Man. Um, it just happenstance that it chose Spider Man. Um, took over his suit, caused a change in his emotion or heightened other emotions that he was feeling at the time. Made him kind of go against like his morals and things like that. He found out the symbiote was weak to uh, to sound, and or like it was disrupted by sound. So he went towards a, like a bell tower. I think pretty much every iteration brings him into a bell tower. He rings the bell. It's really loud vibrations or whatever, and it breaks the suit off of him. And then I believe in maybe two iterations of that story, the the suit or the the symbiote kind of like slithers off and just happens upon Brock. Who just happens to be this guy that does not like Spider-Man? He's a rival reporter. Yeah, who doesn't like Spider-Man at all, um, or fuck Spider-Man. Yeah. So then, what happens is the symbiote heightens that emotion, and he becomes more or less a villain, and always going against Spider-Man. But after doing that, I think further on into the comic books, that symbiote, because they are asexual, gives birth to another symbiote that merges with a criminally insane person that's in jail but in when it does so it doesn't merge with him like it did with spider-man which was just kind of cover him up and become part a part of him it went into his bloodstream and when it did that it literally merged with the person himself so carnage effectively amplified his insanity became ultra insane effectively that's his power i guess um and now being that he merged with his bloodstream, he can manipulate his body into becoming all sorts of objects as opposed to Venom who can manipulate the symbiote into becoming objects or whatever. So Carnage just has this streak of just wanting to kill, kill, kill. He teamed up with Venom at one time, but even Which is Venom, weird. even Venom, and this is where Venom gets the title of anti-hero, thought he was too crazy. Yeah. So they oh, put okay. him down. That's, that's right. That's how yeah. it worked. Okay. So he worked with Spider-Man to put him down. Um, because to, to I mean, so even though he hates Spider-Man, like he's still a person, and he's not like a bad person. He just yeah. hates Superman or Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things I really liked, like I said, is that he just has that insanity about him, and they were able to write a character that fully embodied that insanity without feeling like they had to go and you killed my mom, you know, like Martha. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mother's name Martha? Have you seen those, those uh, Batman versus Superman? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, it's incredible. It's... <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so 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 they were able to write this character, and yeah, they actually do give um, Cassidy, Cassidy, or Cassius, Cassidy, right? I, I, who? Um, for what? Carnage's host oh good god i have no clue uh i want to say it's cassidy anyways it they, doesn't matter i think they gave him like kind of a backstory and that he like might have like i think, I think he might have killed his mom but he was like he was he was just insane as a kid too like they just effectively they just established that this kid's always been crazy and there was never anything to change that um but i think in doing that it also makes him like a very unpredictable villain it makes it really hard to like you can't track motivation you can't track like where a person's gonna strike next if the person has never there's nothing to to, to base their actions on and i think that's what made him i always liked him that's a good but, the, as a but that does 
does that make a good uh like if they were gonna put him in a movie like does that really make a good villain though it makes a good villain in that um he's able to even show the good side of another villain yeah and okay i think because they they used him to catapult venom i keep on looking over to the wall because i have a, a venom poster <laughs> um they use it to catapult venom into anti-hero status and actually venom has like a whole offshoot of comic books by himself in which he like he goes to space and back to space and he oh, actually discovers that carnage or venom venom okay and and he like like reestablishes communication with other symbiotes and there's like a like a symbiote team and there's other there's like yeah, a yeah, female yeah. venom named mm-hmm. poison, poison i believe and then there's like i think there may be like a toxic and something like that. all the things i don't that remember like, yeah but the toxic avenger but yeah there, there's like a what the toxic avenger do you ever see those movies no oh man it's gold i'm sure it's horrible i'll show you later anyway um, uh, yeah, so, so it was just yeah it was just all it was a way of like uh he worked well with other other comic book heroes and villains to kind of establish their stories and i think as a central character that was able to branch that stuff out and makes him a good makes him a good character a good, a good villain so uh spider-man's first uh comic book mm-hmm. or appearance so the the name of the ti- the title of the comic was actually called homecoming spider-man's first uh venom in venom? the comics yeah the comic book's uh name was called homecoming that's kind of weird didn't know that yeah i mean but that could i mean shoot that could be marvel already tried to allude that they were going to do that but a, then a venom movie? i but don't then know sony so... said nah 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 but you know what they teased carnage at the end of um at the end of homecoming so did they okay so i didn't know yeah. that the hispanic guy that that they meet in um see that'd be uh, weird they have carnage in um the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but then Venom's just, I'm in my own little world. Leave me alone. I I don't I don't mean, I don't really be knowing, you know. So to get back to it, so he does come from another planet. Uh, he comes from the planet called Battle World. Who does? Uh, Venom. Okay. That's where that's where Spider-Man runs into him. Okay. Not that it really matters, but. It's good to know. I like these things. Um. All right. So. Oh. Oh, we asked you. Okay, so do you? Okay, okay. who's your favorite superhero? So, sorry, one more second. Oh, okay, never it's mind. Cletus Cassidy. That's his name. <laughs> Cletus. Cletus. Name is Cletus. Cletus. Cletus Cassidy. No wonder he's so angry. Yeah, because his mama named, named him Cletus. Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Erica. Who, sorry. Who's your? Back to Erica. Who's your favorite superhero? Oh, geez. If I had to say, it'd probably be Spider-Man. I um probably just because he has his secret identity, you know, and that's yeah. For me, that's it. So it's it's kind of weird because like so all you have all these new these Marvel super Marvel Cinematic Universe characters, and um, all of them like Captain America, Iron Man, like you know who all of them are, and then except for Spider Man, like Spider Man's the only one that keeps his secret identity in this in the Cinematic Universe. It actually yeah, it's funny yeah. Um, actually it's. One of the things that I had read about Spider-Man is that a lot of people like Spider-Man and relate to Spider-Man because of that exact thing. He separates his two very, very much defined in that Peter Parker is not really a known person, whereas almost all the other superheroes have a known oh, alter even, ego. Even their alter ego, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, so you got Batman who actually has you know all of his riches and has the company. Yeah. You have Superman who is a renowned reporter. You have 
Barry Allen, who's also uh, the Flash, is also a, a renowned reporter or detective. Kind of, yeah, he's a yeah. Uh, forensic forensic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have uh, you have Green Arrow. He's he's a, a, a succeed. Yeah, he's a millionaire too. So you have like all these superheroes that have the alter egos that are also larger than life. But you yeah. have Peter Parker, who's literally just like, a student. E- and, even like Hal Jordan, who like he's he's a super mega pilot. Yeah, pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's funny that you say well, that. He I is mean, definitely he is, one of those relatable heroes. He's, just, I mean, he's a super smart kid. It's just yeah. he doesn't get the props but for it. But he's not a super kid. Like, he's not a super, like, a kid that has, like, super intelligence. It's I just that he's he... super. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we add a sound effect of you hitting your head against the microphone? Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> Um, no, but I think, yeah, he's, he's one of those relatable because the only superpower he really has is something that he has to figure out a way to make the most out of because it's not necess- it's not prominent. Like he has the super strength. Actually, uh, sorry. It's always, I can always go into holes when it comes to these conflicts. One of the things I, uh, one of the things I really liked about Spider-Man is that when he lost his power or no, he switched bodies, I believe with, um, Craven the Hunter. Wait, what? Who did Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yeah. Um, I hate it when that happens. No, 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 no. Actually, I think it's the superior Spider-Man. Whenever Doc, Dr. Octopus was inside of Spider-Man's body for a while. I think it's the original <laughs> Peter Parker. Hey. Um, I think the original Peter Parker actually died. Um, or Peter Parker died in Dr. Octopus's body. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think they like switched souls or something like that, right? Anyways, so when he was he you didn't when know he realized the side of the comic books, did you? No. So what he realized is that Spider Man and all of his power has actually been holding back the whole time. So when Doctor Octopus had all of his powers and everything, he was realizing like how much restraint that Spider Man had to exercise, and the fact that he had all of the strength to do all these things, but never killed people or people died at his hands, but never like he wasn't punching through buildings or anything like that, but he had the power to do so. Like there was like a whole, like it's a whole storyline. It's called the superior Spider-Man and of Dr. Octopus, like kind of like coming to terms with all this stuff and just realizing like how good of a person Peter Parker was and, and how much like he had to work to be that, like, you know, the whole great power of great responsibility crap. But, yeah. I, I remember, uh, it's, it's a really good story. When my brother saw uh civil war for the first time, I asked him if he liked it. And or it, I, well, I asked him if he liked it, but then I asked him how he liked Spider-Man because he's a big Spider-Man fan. And he was, I remember he was annoyed because he's like, yeah, Super, or Spider-Man would whoop like all their asses, which I thought that was kind of interesting. He, I mean, I think. Maybe that, not like I the Vision that, or Scarlet Witch or whatever, but. I think he, because of his super intelligence, and I think, actually it's funny, I think later on, they established, uh, the one that they established is a young Peter Parker. So maybe mm, he yeah. wouldn't be able to beat everybody then. But as Peter Parker got older, Peter Parker is effectively like the center of the Marvel, Marvel Universe for uh, for a substantial amount of time. Because he's like everyone's homie? Not even that. I think actually because a lot of, there's Spider-Man stories that span multiple uh, universes. Yeah. And like he like, he but he's been he's, he's been in like one of the splits of that. Yeah, he's like the, yeah, he's been a, had a crossover like with everyone. everybody. Yeah. yeah, he he's definitely the center, and he's like the glue or the web that brings everybody together. Wow. Laugh, laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> web. <laughs> oh my god, this is awesome. 
Um, all right. Well, I'm, okay. So I'll go with mine. Uh, <laughs> so as a kid, uh, it was always Gambit. And yeah. What? <laughs> and I actually had a ponytail when I was a teenager because I really wanted to be just like Gambit. Do you have pictures of this? I got to see this. Uh, I, no, I don't think so. I did. I think you showed me a picture before. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, was mad that, dorky. Was, that was pre-Ponytail. Have you have you seen that picture? Dude, you oh, it's pretty picture. awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, we're on the Nerd Podcast. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, it used to be Gambit. I don't know. I just, I thought it was cool that he used the pole stick to fight with. and And he was, like, really suave and... I must have thought Rogue was hot or something, and he hooked up with her. So she was. <laughs> so, um, so I would have to say, like nowadays, uh, pr- pretty much as soon as I heard about the Black Panther and found out all the stuff about him, like he ended up being my favorite comic book character because I love the fact that, like, at his, like his, f- like as a superhero, like he's got all these fighting skills and and all this stuff, and, and it's. It's very, you know, obviously feral type fighting style, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more savage. And he, and, he's, and it's in this world that's really savage, but, you know, when they have, obviously they have this, all this technology. But then I love the fact that, like, he's the leader of this country. So that comes first. He has this responsibility. But then I love the fact that, you know, like, he's not just going to use this brute force to solve an issue. If he has to use his brain and his wisdom to solve it, a problem like he'll he'll go that route instead and i always love that about the character so that's all i got so you like the fact that the character not only has superpowers and has super abilities but also has like like real life stakes that he has to adhere to and not only that that his alter ego actually has problems to deal with as opposed to just being super something yes that's what i was trying to convey but you did it better thank you <laughs> yeah, you, you, I felt, you, went, you went a lot around it but i was like okay, okay <laughs> that's exactly okay. What, yes um jeez <laughs> um so here on the nvg podcast we are a big fan of storytelling podcasts <laughs> okay that's right it's the, podcast. Today, so it's the podcast it's the podcast <laughs> are there any movies books shows video games that had a story that really stuck out with you and why would it be? Why was it memorable? Anytime. Um, for me, I would have to say the last one I could think of would be Avatar. Probably, um, I feel like that movie is pretty crazy. Just being futuristic like that and the different culture clash and whatnot that sticks out to me. Have you ever seen Fern Valley? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, have you seen Fern Valley? Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Ah. And yes, I have. What's I've the seen... difference between a fern and a gully? All right, Fern Valley. Fern Gully. What's the difference between a gully and a and a valley? Uh, I believe gully. a valley uh-huh. has to do with like rock faces, and I believe I'm sorry, like there's large wa- uh, uh, rock okay. faces, okay. Okay. and then a gully I believe is is shallower, and it has to do with forested area. So let's look it up. Okay, well, he looks that up. So, for me, when Avatar came out, like, so, for the most part, I could give a shit about 3D. I've, like, I'm, like, for the most part, I was always disappointed 
when I go to the IMAX movie. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, I went to the IMAX movie and it was 3D. And then all of a sudden now, like 3D is kind of like Hollywood starting to realize that 3D is not, people don't really give a shit about it. And so they're actually cut the 3D out of these IMAX movies, which I'm like, yes. But then when I went to see Avatar in the theater, like I remember actually thinking that, wow, 3D is really awesome. And that was basically the only movie I've ever seen where 3D like really stood out to me. In Avatar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, would you like some history behind that? Sure. Because of course I have it. So, this movie was supposed to be made, it was like maybe like five to ten years before it ever got made. Um, and um, James Cameron actually held off on making it. And he poured a lot of money into development of cameras that filmed specifically for 3d to ensure that whenever they added 3d effects to the movie that didn't feel like they were added on top of the movie they actually felt like they were added into the actual frames and that's the reason why that movie apart from every other movie that's been in 3d pretty much every other movie um in that it was made to be 3d and it didn't have 3d tacked onto it because most 3d movies nowadays what they'll do is they'll actually just separate the colors in certain parts to See, allow that makes, for okay that makes sense then it allows for like the glasses to be able to put the colors together but it puts it together slightly off um off center so that appear so it appears to be 3d whereas avatar was made to where all the colors were already set in place to do that and that means that as it was being filmed it's filming in effectively like a 3d environment so then you're already getting the depth in the picture that is being filmed so you don't have to add it post effects and then you can definitely tell that in most movies nowadays you can tell like what's going to be 3d i mean but whereas avatar was just the whole movie felt like it was supposed to be enveloping i'm not like the biggest fan of the movie but in terms of cinematography and like the way that they use the visual effects they definitely yeah it looked amazing far far uh, far ahead of the even now, far ahead of the curve. So I'm actually yeah, kind of actually, look, I'm kind of looking I mean, forward really, to the newer ones. Yeah, that okay. Oh, well, I don't know if you know, but they're making four more. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, <laughs> it's so weird to me. Just it's been so long since they had those movies, and for them to just be like, yeah, we're doing four more. It just seems so. No, it's four more. No, it's four. He wants to make it franchise. Yeah, he's filming them all at once. Wow. The, you know what it, you know what it comes down to for him. He's a very patient director mm-hmm. in that even for Titanic, he made special technology or special cameras to film Titanic, special sets to film Titanic because he wanted to do something that was fully realized and it wasn't half-assing and filling in the rest with CG. It was like, I'm going to do all of this the way I want to do it. I'm going to use majority practical effects. There will be CG because no, I'm not going to be able to sink a real boat, you know? Um, amateur. Right. Amateur. <laughs> Um, or I don't have the budget or the the clearance and to to, to film a film a real boat sinking like that. But anyways, um, not anymore. But yeah. I do mind now. I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, shoot, he didn't he do the second uh, the second Aliens movie? Uh, Terminator. He did Terminator. Or I'm did pretty sure he did Alien as well. Aliens. Oh, Scott R- Ridley Scott did Aliens one. I'm pretty sure he did, James Cameron did the second one. And then the third one was done by a, a like a French director. I can't remember what his name is. Um, La Fleur, La Crosse. Anywho, um, 
But yeah, no, he's a really patient director in that I think if he is, if he is taking so long to do these, it's because he's probably developing new technology to make it look even better. Okay. Or he's making that sure sense. that the whole thing is filmed. Like you said, he's filming it all at once to it's make sure for the experience. Yeah, maybe he's gonna actually do like the smells and the and the mists and the rumbles and all the other junk. I don't want him misting on me. How old are you, man? <laughs> I'm just playing. You, I probably would have yeah, I would have made the same joke. <laughs> Don't trip. Oh, okay, valley versus gully. Um, as nouns, the difference between valley and gully is that valley is an elongated depression between hills or mountains, often with a river flowing through it, while a gully is a trench, ravine, or narrow channel, which is worn by water flow, especially on a hillside. Or gully can be scotland northern uk a large knife what has a verb gully is to flow noisily so effectively a valley typically has a river currently flowing through it uh-huh. and a gully is the remnants of water eroding which typically would lead to growth hmm mm-hmm. which is an interesting name for fern gully yeah, because, because it was in like a like a. Um, well, there's already a, it was already a, a, a rich agriculture there. Yeah. But then the man is trying to. Take I it know. Down. Don't they? Don't they only ever just like show like the hands and like the legs of the people? They don't, they don't really show faces. Oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember. Okay, I remember that, that bat character was. Oh, he sticks in my brain. He's he's so weird. <laughs> I don't remember that. The, the bat character and then the and then the little the little fairy chick. Y'all don't come on, guys. How you not remember your cartoons? I remember Landed Before Time a lot better. Yeah, but you rewatched that of your own volition. <laughs> okay, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it was alright. Isn't that, okay? Let's see, at the beginning of the movie, they have like that that big. No, it, it kind of reminded me leaf, a right? little bit. <laughs> at the time, it was reminding me of Lion King, but now that I'm like analyzing both movies, I'm like, they're really, they just have one similar thing. The mom or the dad in the clouds. The ghost oh mom and dad God. in the clouds. <laughs> and that's pretty much where the line is, is drawn. Yeah, and all these little bratty-ass kids separated from their parents. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like how matter-of-factly. <laughs> so when you watch this movie, you're like, damn, those, those that, fucking kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're acting like little bitches. That's not- Man, I can just make it seem like I just don't like anybody. That's <laughs> 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 a little pretty ass kid. <laughs> if they just would have went home at the beginning, we wouldn't even have to deal with this problem. We just need to get you a cane and then like a, a bench outside your... I know. I need a banjo. <laughs> I need a pipe to smoke. All right, and I'll well, be golden. Oh, rocking chair. Yeah, rocking chair. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's cool. Cool. And then, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for you, Will Yon. Besides the little mouse adventure, um, the red wall. Wall. Yes. <laughs> You'll uh, if you uh, narwhal. That's what it, it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any? So for you, uh, what are some a movie, book, show, video games uh, that had a story that really stuck out with you? What and what was the most memorable? You said aside from Redwall. Let, yeah, let's not go with. Let's not go with video games. Let's go with uh, some for your past, not the red wall. Okay, that's fine. I got another whole a whole another series. Do it. 
Um, they actually inspired the whole writing of, of Destiny and Fate. Um, but it's a sort the the Sword of Truth novels. Um, I follow a character named Richard. Sword of Truth. Hmm, okay. Who finds out like who he's related to, and then finds is out this sword kind of like Wonder Woman's whip? Like you stab him with the sword, and then they have to tell the truth. No, literally, just says truth <laughs> yeah. on the hilt. Okay. Um, and like I liked it because it did, started. Did you off, read this? Okay. It started off as this guy. He's just a woodsman. He just he literally just knows the woods. He guides people these trails and whatnot. Guides these people, and it's it's a high fantasy novel. Um, I still, I still don't know what high fantasy means. High fantasy is effectively alluding to the things that we find prominent in the Lord of the Rings. He kind of established high fantasy as a thing. So basically Lord of the Rings esque. Yes. Or oh. high fantasy. Here's the thing. You can have okay. high fantasy which goes all into like like elves and and races and different kind of races and things like that. All right. <laughs> I'm looking at both of you guys are looking at me. Anyway. Oh, Okay, so I'll just okay. So it's fantasy, right? There's magic, whatever. That, mm-hmm. We'll just say it like that. So it's a world where magic exists, um, but where he currently lives, there is no magic, and there's a place where nobody's supposed to go. Obviously, that's going to be a plot point. And then come to find out, there's these barriers that's in between these large regions of land. The people that live in this region that they're at, they went here because they wanted to not be a part of magic because magic was causing too many wars and all that other stuff, right? And then somebody found a way through this lady named a confessor. And when she touches you, she can use her power to of confession. Yeah. You literally, it was the, originally the power was made so that people would confess to their crimes using a whip. No, just by touch anyways, but whips and stuff do come in. Later. <laughs> um, what kind of, what kind of book is this? Thing? This is really good, book. whips and chains and chains. Yes. Oh, okay. Torture and yeah. Other stuff. Anyways, so the book it, the Leather book starts off suits. like really, huh? Leather bodysuits. Dude, dude, you're like naming all of the key points. <laughs> Dead serious. There's actually a, 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 Wait, sect, real? a sect of people called the Mord Sith, and they wear red leather bodysuits, and, they, <laughs> oh, and they, they torture these people. But what they do <laughs> is what they do is when you use magic on them, they uh-huh. actually can capture that magic. And then once they capture that magic, they have control over your body. But then they torture you. And it's typically to like torture you to, to get stuff out of you or whatever. But they wear the red leather because you're bound to bleed because they're torturing Has you. Has it occurred wanna... to you that this author is in the S&M? Oh, no, for sure. Okay. For sure. <laughs> I'm sure you look up. You're ter- like confirmed. Look up Terry Goodkind and you'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah, it starts off. Um, yeah. And the confessor makes it through the barrier. The confessor is looking for somebody specific. She's looking for a wizard. Right. And there is a wizard. And his name is Zedekus Zul Zorander. Um, and this uh, this wizard actually uh, is the grandfather to. Did you look up the. Yes. He's into the good stuff, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, well, so, he's got a nice ponytail, though. I really do admire. Oh no, his ponytail. I, I admire the ponytail. Yeah, he too. probably likes Gambit as well. Ooh, but he's losing his hair. He, he I don't remember Gambit. Gambit, Gambit losing Gambit. <laughs> Gambit. Anyways, so pretty much the story progresses in that you know he starts to discover that he has the potential for all this power, and then there's the the wizard's rules, and like the first book is called the wizard's first rule. And effectively, like, it establishes all these rules for if you're going to use magic, like, 
realizing that everybody can be manipulated and that like it's like the truth isn't always what it seems like just kind of those basic things like that right and as the story progresses this person becomes like more and more powerful but not in that he's like all powerful but that he's kind of learning to control the little power that he has and then like he starts accidentally doing things and then instead of just saying oh, you know, he accidentally figured out how to solve this problem. Everything's all fine and dandy. What they did is they start to establish now this person's recklessly losing, using this power to supposedly solve problems. But what he's not thinking about is the consequences of, you know, unleashing large amounts of magic to solve one problem. So what does it do to the place where you got the magic from, you know? And so, like, effectively, like, he does all these things and he starts, like, magic of the of the realm starts to break down those barriers that were between the places to prevent, you know, people with magic from going outside of that area. Um, those start to break down and then it just creates like this like world conflict or like not this realm wide conflict. And it just slowly but surely grows into kind of, he ends up becoming like a ruler, uh, like a King. And, but he doesn't really want to be a king. He still wants to be a woodsman, but he realizes that he has this power and he has this lineage that now but it's he's... so great to be king. I just can't wait. Um... <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Okay, I get it. <laughs> um, come on, man. Um... <laughs> and so like, it kind of grows to this whole thing. And then like the story has a lot of dark notes in that um, at one point, his wife who is the person who came through to find the wizard eventually becomes his wife there's actually like the, the story expands there's it's like over like five books of him constantly almost getting married and things happening you know like it's almost like we're happy we finally solved the problem we're about to get married and suddenly some omen just hits. a tip just to see how it feels <laughs> um <laughs> isn't that from wedding crashers yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, Vince so, so, in his so, glory days. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> um, so, like, they, they kind of have been, like, they tease that they're going to get married, and then they, they, they look like she's even pregnant. And then, of course, a major thing happens, and she loses her child. And, like, then, so now it's testing their relationship and testing, like, their resolve into solving these problems and what they value more, like, the lives of everybody else or their own lives, knowing that they have the power to solve the world's greater problems and whether or not they should do that as opposed to just going somewhere and living their life out, you know? And, of course, you know, in those cases, they choose to save the world. And so then that leads to even more stuff and then... Like, these big barriers not only separate, like, the two places from each or these two regions from each other. Apparently, there's further barriers out. And then there's, like, a race of people who inherently don't have any speck of magic because they make magic, like, a, an integral part of the world. So, even, like, a butterfly has some essence of magic in it. So, then there's these people who are considered the pillars of creation and they are kind of like holes in the world because they don't have any magic, no spec, no, like, they're not touched by magic at all. They're like anti-magic, you know? And then, like, they come into the story. And it's just, it's a really sprawling story. He's able to write stories that doesn't feel like like they're dragging out a point, but it feels like you're expanding the, the, the story in a way that makes you feel part of the world as a whole. 
It's really, really freaking good. And I could talk about this forever, but I don't want to. You know, <laughs> you know I obviously can. <laughs> but it's really funny because after I saw, looked at the author, I was just like, for some reason, it turned me off to the book a little bit. But then you started talking about it. Um, <laughs> but as soon as you started talking about the, uh, you know, the tragedy happens in her life and then you know, what, what do they go forward doing? Like, I don't know. It sounds good. Um, let's see. Are there any topics that you want to discuss today, sir? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. Uh, so getting back to, uh, I so wanna talk about Emily. Nobody wants to talk about Emily. I know. <laughs> never get to do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I just talked for like 15, 20 minutes about <laughs> that's, very about true. a book I love. So, um, so getting back to some 3D Uncanny Valley. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> he like read his notes. Like, what is the words? <laughs> so if I press here, it says play. Okay. <laughs> all right. Tell us all about this 3D Uncanny Valley. Well, the Uncanny Valley is effectively when 3D graphics or CG graphics, whatever you want to call them, computer-generated graphics, mm -hmm. they try to emulate realistic objects, whether it be just, like, looking at a picture of, like, 3D graphics that are emulating skin, so, like, trying to get all the pores correct and things like that, or going to movies like, uh, let's say, Tron Legacy, where they de-aged um, oh, uh, uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Or, um, or in, in a more recent and not the latest Star Wars movie, because that got deleted. Good thing, um, because we accidentally delete. I accidentally deleted earlier. Anyways, um, in Rogue One, where what did you do? Grant, I didn't. Fuck, what I forgot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I believe his name is Grand Ma I, Grand <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. In um, in the newest what movie? Rogue One. <laughs> so when we were talking earlier, so he's like, it's the new Star Wars movie. And I'm like, Solo? Last Jedi? And then it was the Rogue One. Okay. It was funnier then. They always but he deleted it. So I accidentally. You would have laughed when you heard it earlier, but now it's not funny. So another thing he ruined. <laughs> Why? <laughs> All right, go on. Um, so, Grand Moff Tarkin. They actually, the the actor died, and they wanted to have him in the movie. So what they did, ooh, microphone's all wonky right now. <laughs> um, so what they did is they just had an actor play pretty much with a green screen on his face, or like a green mask or whatever, mm -hmm. and they overlaid. Like a full 3D rendition they, of his did face. Did they get permission from his? I'm assuming they got permission from his family because that's got. I don't be so think they weird. could do it without it. Okay. Or maybe because it's Lucas Arts and Disney, they just said, "Screw it, we'll uh, ask for forgiveness later." No, I th I'm pretty sure they they asked or they paid or whatever they had to do. Paid. Probably paid. I don't really know about that. Oh, Hundred thousand dollars. Okay, okay, it's fine. Money. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Yeah. So what they did is they they completely three D rendered it, and it's crazy because if you look at it, without the knowledge that he had passed away and that it wasn't him, you might actually think that it was him, mm -hmm. or that it was another actor that looked very much like him. 
But if you really, if you look at it, knowing that the actor is dead, you can tell there's certain things. I actually think I knew it was dead. I can tell it was incredible. <laughs> Always the devil's advocate. <laughs> um. <laughs> And one of the things that always throws people off is actually the eyes. Um, yeah, okay. I think, eyes if were, anything, yep. you can emulate a lot of skin tones. You can emulate wrinkles. You can emulate, like, the way hair flows and things like that. It's, it, it takes a lot of processing power to do those things and a lot of, like, uh, art assets to do it. And you can make all of them look very, very good. But there's something about, I think, pretty much what, what a lot of artists call, like, the life in, in the eyes that can't be emulated for some reason. People can try to literally like scan an eye and like try to like one to one it. But for some reason I don't know, it's something in your brain that registers that that's not real. That that's weird. Or yeah, that's that's weird. It's throwing me off. I don't know why, especially if you didn't know he was dead. You would still kind of, you might still kind of look at it and go, "Why does why do his eyes look that way?" Out of if every if everything else fools you, the eyes would always would will typically throw you off. I do think that some CG has gotten really really close to to not. What? Yeah, so I'm showing him uh, Samuel L. Jackson from Miss Marvel. What? That looks so good. That's so. This is a. Uh... You have to look it up yourself. I'm sorry, people. Did they actually de-age him? Yeah, or they is de-aged that, him. Or is that just makeup? They I heard, him. I heard black don't crack, so oh, <laughs> he might have he might have just shaved off everything and then just kind of and kind of cleaned it up, and throw a little Botox in there. I don't know. <laughs> just so y'all Hold know, on, let me see that picture again. Okay. That's, what? <laughs> you're all talking about that 3D uncanny valley, and you're like, they're not they're not gonna be able to do it. It's something about the eyes, and then I show you, and you're like, no, holy shit. That's pretty incredible. You know, the only thing I can Because we haven't seen it in, in motion. Yeah, that that's probably yeah. going to throw everything off. But you know what they might have done? They might have only de-aged certain parts of his face. Yeah. And so if they kept... That makes sense. If they kept the parts of the face that would normally throw you off, i.e. the eyes, then he might you might be able to get away with something like that. Which, that makes sense. A, again, it could be them going, you know what? What can we what can we do to make this person young look younger? And not in saying that Samuel L. Jackson really looks that old, anyways. But yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he doesn't look that old. But so, just what what can we make him look like? He's in his 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 twenties or his thirties or whatever. Plus, they have a lot of material. If they and they, gave if him, they needed, and they all... gave him hair. So yeah, I mean that kind of de-ages him, and he doesn't have his uh, goatee. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> but yeah, that that looked pretty good. But um, but yeah, that's. That's really what the Uncanny Valley is. It's kind of your brain's um, finding it weird that something is trying to be emulated that shouldn't be or that you feel like shouldn't be. So, uh, okay, so this... Oh, that's right. We even cut off the part where I get motion sickness. I mean, that's like a whole other podcast. No, I think that was... That was talking about Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was talking about Donkey Kong Punk. Well, it's interesting. Okay, so um, when you get motion sickness, it's actually your body thinking that you've been poisoned. Really? Yeah, and so uh, and so that's why you start feeling nauseous because it thinks that it needs to get rid of this poison. Didn't know that. Yeah. But if you take some, damn it, what is it? Yeah. Some shit. Dramamine. 
Yeah, that use that, but there's natural remedy, and I can't think of it right now. So there's what? Look it up. Uh, natural remedy for motion sickness. Or you can just take drugs. Drugs are good. Is it? I'm just kidding. I don't like drugs. <laughs> good thing we can edit. Drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> and it is dri- It is Dramamine. Motion no, sickness no, 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 medicine. No, no, no. We're keeping that in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. Herbal Derbal. God damn it. Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? That's all. That's all we can get away with. No more. Maybe we should look that up as well. Well, I don't know what the hell it is, but I take it whenever I get motion sickness and I feel better. How do you not know what you take? I don't know. It it's not like it's a What is wrong with you? It's not garlic powder. Nope. 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 Oh ginger. That's what it is. I take ginger pills. Little redhead pills. Did you say little redhead pills? <laughs> Freaking weirdo. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's do a closing out type thing. What? What's that? <laughs> We're gonna do an outro. Oh my gosh. Let's do it, man. Would you like to sing? What do you want me to sing? I don't know, but you need to sing it. This has been the MVG podcast. Take one. <laughs> Take one. <laughs> let's, let's go for that again. What other voice? Deeper voice. This has been the NVG podcast. That one's going to get cut. <laughs> Take two. What kind of voice do you want? You want? I, don't know. I think Erica should sing it. No. <laughs> yes! No. Do it! Come on, use your superpowers. My super singing ability? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. <laughs> this has been the Super MVG Podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. Um, <laughs> well, this has been the NVG podcast. Oh, you had the voice at the beginning. It's like the the the, the Walter Cronkite voice. This has been the NVG this has po- been the NVG podcast. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of. It's actually a podcast. NVG podcast. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Am I doing that voice? Whose mm. voice is this? The Walter Cronkite. Who the fuck is that? He used to be um, one of the three um, news Pillars anchors. of news? Pretty much. Hmm. Man, how do you not be knowing things, man? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Learn yourself. <laughs> huh? Okay, hold on, hold on.
Oh, no, I don't really have anything. I just wanted to clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Hey. This has been the NPC podcast. Actually, pause it so we can do the intro. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, whatever. Let's do that. <laughs> that was the NPC podcast. NPC podcast. Oh. <laughs> nope. Okay, there we go. Are we out. Uh, yeah. Oh, you don't want to be out? No. You want to talk some more? Got, no, I just need. A I better, can talk I some need more. A better outro. We need a better outro. Do we? We don't need any outro. We could literally just say, "I'm done." This was the MVG podcast. We are done. Because Will says we're done. Why are you so boring? <laughs> what? I'm monotone. Oh yeah, dude. She just said you wait, were wait, monotone wait. as hell. Wait, am I monotone? Oh okay. No, you're always monotone. No. You. She said when, you have. Was no, I monotone? She said you said she had. She says you have no character in your voice. Pretty animated, I would say. Ha. We're both relatively animated. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes for a good podcast. He's just bumping his head up against. That's the what you did. Thing. Okay, we're out. Just end it. I don't want Cut to. it up. Edit it. I don't want. We're, to. We're not done. I don't know what to talk about now. This is really fun, kind of singing into the microphone. You know the best part? So the the part that makes it (laughs) (laughs) the part that makes it easier to be a total idiot on here really is these things Mm -hmm. because I can't hear your reactions as well, especially yours. I can't really hear your reactions, and so you're mostly just hearing yourself, Mm -hmm. and so you're lost in the world, your own little world. So what you're saying is when you put the headphones on, you become an egomaniac. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, I record pretty much everything so I can edit it later. Yeah, because if there's something that pops up around this time and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing, mm-hmm. oh, this is gonna be a dick. And some of the stuff that like <laughs> some of the stuff that I'm an idiot. He's like, yep, that's staying. Yeah, it's recorded, definitively. <laughs> but I don't care though. Yeah, yeah you do. You nope. do. Nope. Yeah, you do. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> that, that's our sound bite now we got we got erica yawning and so like just every, <laughs> just interjected throughout the podcast this is going to be erica just going, oh jesus christ what are they talking about that'll be the sound effect for every time you start talking damn, damn okay, son <laughs> oh, we out peace uh,